We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Hey everyone, this is Stacey Lindis from Podcast PD, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Make sure you check out all of the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I believe this is episode 237, but I think I got off on my counting somewhere. So it's pretty close in there. So welcome. I'm excited to have you tonight. I have Allison Keelan. Uh, who's the principal of Memorial Elementary School in New Jersey. And Allison, thank you so much for coming on Transformative Principal tonight. My pleasure, my pleasure. And Allison is especially intense because it is evening for me here in Alaska and she's in New Jersey. So she is burning the midnight oil. And I just want to say thank you for that because (laughs) I know that it's sometimes challenging to do scheduling in two different time zones. So I wanted to interview you, Allison, because I saw an interview with one of your teachers on Disrupted TV, which is a, a great video chat, much like this where nerdy people talking about nerdy education stuff, which I say that as a compliment also, by the way. <laughs> and she was talking about having students with special needs in her computer classroom and teaching kids to have big dreams and do amazing things. And so when I heard her speaking and saw her passion, I knew that uh, there had to be a principal behind that who was uh, supporting it and making sure that that was 
the school culture and understood and all that. And, and in talking to Allison here, I've learned that you've actually been doing this for a long time, that this isn't a new thing for you. You've, you've done it for a long time. So can you just give a little background of your history as an educator, Allison? Sure. In 1990, I began teaching in uh, Howell Township. Um, I taught third grade, I taught second grade, and then I moved up to sixth grade. But my degree was in special education, but I always taught in the general education classes. So I I taught for about eight years, and then I was promoted to uh, vice principal, where we had a, a really big inclusion program at the school I went to, Gribbling School. And then I was promoted to a principal position, and I've been there probably since 2003. Gotcha. At the school you're at now, you've been in that same position since 2003. Is that what you said? Actually, no. <laughs> um, I think we. I've been in a principal since 2003, and I, I think it was about four years ago they redistricted, and I moved to Memorial Elementary School. So I've I've been there for about three or four years. I think this is our third or fourth year. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. I thought that I misheard that, and it, the internet connection <laughs> broke for just a second. Okay. So, um, so I was going to say that's that's quite a long time in one school, but uh, just in the in the same district, it sounds like. Okay. So can you just talk a little bit for those who haven't heard about what Sky's doing in her, uh, in her computer classroom with students with special needs? Absolutely. It is. Um, we actually won an award. We just found out last week. Oh, congratulations. It's for the program that they developed. It was, um, from New Jersey school boards, um, and in, in it's the um, Special Ed Innovations and in Special Education Award. So we were one of five schools selected from New Jersey, and it really was based on the STEM. It's it's the Bulldog Think Tank STEM Innovation Stations, and what it is is it's a STEM lab that was designed by a team of educators that came together. Um, Sky Dunzelli, our computer teacher, had a vision. And she said, I I really want to do this. And so I said, well, that's great. So let's get a group together that you feel comfortable working with. And let's kind of approach it from a a team approach. And so she got the uh, media teacher involved, um, Jen Stenard, and our occupational therapist involved, Leonora Bradley, another special education teacher, Alex Zweig, our BCBA, Maureen Rubin, and our speech teacher, Erin McCabe. And they designed a STEM lab that would was based on universal design. So you, when you walk into the, and it's based in the heart of our school and our media center. And what Sky does in her computer classes is she teaches the special education students to understand and become experts on particular STEM activities. And then we invite the general education peers to come in and they work together. The difference is the special education are the special engineers that actually become the experts. And they work through different problems, different activities throughout the um, the lab. And so taking a team approach, I, I love that idea because Nobody can do anything just by themselves and you need to have you need to have a team for things to really be successful. And I'm learning that more and more. It's something that I've always known, mm-hmm. but I, I'm understanding that more and more as I as I gain more experience and get older that 
it's all about having a team. Can you talk a little bit about how you chose that team and what different people and strengths they brought and just things that you thought about in, in including different people in that team? I didn't pick the team. I did not pick the team. I, oh, even I better. I, 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 I felt, <laughs> you know, Sky had the dream and, and I think it was her vision was, I know you've heard Sky. And Sky's one of the most interesting people that you ever get the chance to talk to because she brought a dream to life and she understood the importance of inclusion in a way that inspires all of us. And I've been in education for 28 years and I have to tell you, you know, okay, I've seen that, you know, a lot of things are um, recycled sometimes. And what I, I loved about this particular STEM lab or was that when you listen to Sky talk about what it is, it's like you you just can't help to want to get involved. Yeah. yeah. So when she came to me, I said, look, this is a lot of work, you know, and you, and you have to kind of approach it from, you know, different avenues. And I learned a lot from Sky through this process that made me understand things differently on how to get the project done that I never thought of. And it was a different way, even, you know, Sky's always thinking and writing things down in, in, uh, we were at an award ceremony for something that we were not even, you know, really involved in. And she's taking notes and she's talking to people and she, you know, she says, I'm going to get them to write a letter. And she approaches them, you know, it's like this passion that you, you, you can't even contain her. So she reached out to her colleagues and she you know, said, you know, this is what I want and and this is what I'm looking to do. And this is why I think it's important. And you can't help but get involved. And I think she was really careful in how she selected. Selecting the OT gave a perspective on our STEM lab that most STEM labs don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had the, the wobble chairs. They had bought a canoe and it was a, a canoe where it kind of puts pressure or it allows a little pressure on, on the body so that it, it provides comfort sometimes for some of our special ed students who have that need. You know, the, the way the materials are set up, you know, those things, it goes from a hands-on perspective, you know, then what it'll do is it'll go to more of an abstract level you know, involving the speech teacher, what, what materials do we need for students who might have some communication um, issues, you know, involving the BCBA, all of their perspectives, they all come from different perspectives. And that's what makes this particular room unique is because they all approached it when they were looking at how are we going to design this? What do we want? And all of them put in their ideas. And that's, that was the strength of this particular room. And that's what got the attention, I believe, of Ocean First Bank, which was able to, they won the grant that gave us $10,000. And that's what really got our, our lab to go from, okay, yes, we have this vision to something extraordinary, that, that infusion of funding. Yeah. And then what ended up happening is we we also got funding from our um Hall Township Education Foundation. We put in for First Energy. They gave us money. Liberty Science Center partnered with us for some ideas and support. And uh, of course our PTA jumped in and and has been constantly supportive of the program. So um I know Sky says you can fund this 
and you can set up a STEM room. But this is extraordinary because I think people understood the vision beyond just a normal STEM room. This takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is um, the idea of instead of having mandates that people do certain things Mm -hmm. that you allow and give people the opportunity to come up with their own ideas. And then, like you said, give them the opportunity to choose their own team that they're going to work with Mm -hmm. and how powerful that is, because like you could not have dreamed that this STEM lab would be as amazing as it is. Had you been the one pushing it, right? And absolutely. I mean, that's that's the beauty of it, that you can now as a leader, you can allow things to happen in your building that nobody but the teacher who's actually doing it could have actually come up with. And for me, that is just so inspiring. Can you talk a little bit about that power of empowering someone else to be successful with that? I, what you, you know, just zoomed in on is truly what I believe is what makes magic happen in your school. And I've had it happen in another school that I worked in where we created another lab and it was extraordinary. And I think it is really releasing the control. If you, if you try, you know, if you try and control it, you'll, you'll get a great program, you know, that that's fine. But if you want extraordinary, it is, I always look at it. We have teachers who are incredibly intelligent human beings. They've gone to college and I always say to them, look, you have a brain and I expect you to use it. You know, you're paid here. So let's get everybody to the table. And yes, you will get that. It's also though, not to be afraid because sometimes it may not go in the direction that you might've initially predicted it to go, whatever the project is. But I have to tell you, you know, I don't know if you've ever read read the book. Um, There's a book that if you give a moose a muffin or, you know, that's what happens in our school is that, okay, we, somebody will throw an idea out and then the next person jumps on and the next person jumps on. You know, oh, we could do this. And you know what? This connects with that. And that's where you start to see people getting excited because now they've contributed. And they're, you know, if there's a challenge or if we're facing a problem, you know, sometimes I'll just say, look, this is a problem and how are we going to solve it? And when they can put their ideas and and get that sense of ownership and, and control, it, it's magical. It really, really is. And I've seen extraordinary things happen because of it. Yeah, I agree with you so much. And, and, you know, one of the other things I do besides this podcast is the Transformative Leadership Summit, which is happening in just a couple of weeks. And if you're listening, our whole theme this year is about empowering other people so that they can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you're talking about, that when you give other people the opportunities they blow past anything that you could have thought of yourself. And yet we still struggle as principals to turn over that control. And we think that, you know, the idea that everything good or bad that happens in a school is a direct result of the leadership of that school Mm -hmm. or any organization, that is the truth. And we think that that means that we have to be in control of it all. We can't be, and we've got to let it go. We've got to give other people opportunities to bring their own passion and excitement. And, and so if you 
those who are listening, you want to go to the Leadership Summit this year. It's all online. It's amazing. Go to transformativeleadershipsummit.com. Sign up there. It's very easy to get into. And I'll send you a whole bunch of resources to help you get ready to do amazing things. Sky is one of the people that we're going to be interviewing for that. And oh, that's, you're gonna, that's one to watch that yeah. uh, listen to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. And it's it's going to be fantastic. So go to transformativeleadershipsummit.com and check it out. Uh, tons of amazing guests that are just going to blow your socks off. And this is a, this is another area where I'm, I'm letting some of this go Mm -hmm. and getting other people to bring their vision to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm so pleased with the results so far. It's just incredible. And that's what happens when you give other people opportunities to take something and run with it. And it's, it's just so exciting. And so I'm glad that you're talking about that um, right now as well. It's, it's very good. So going back to that idea of allowing other people to take control and, and creating it, one of the other things that that I'm working on now is I have a teacher who's like Sky, who is inspiring and amazing. And she's like a honey badger when she gets on something that <laughs> she just doesn't let it go. Yeah. And then everything she touches turns to gold. Yeah. And sometimes she does things like I'm sure Sky does that, you know, are not exactly in line with policy or um, nothing bad, but just like our school system hasn't necessarily caught up to where we're at. And so how do you support someone who um, is doing good things that are that are good and not violating policy in a, in a negative way to hurt anybody, but violating policy in a way that, you know, the policy just hasn't caught up to the modern times? Does that question make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to understand. You know, what I'm hearing, though, is I believe if you make decisions that are in the best interest of students, that you know why you're doing something. And I think that's where I would always come. Like we have to talk about, so if something, I'm not quite sure where you're going with that. Um, I do know. I'll tell you real quick. At my school, one of the issues is that um, our IEP mandates, our IEP process mandates that, you know, we have to do all this paperwork to ensure that the meeting the service time is, is appropriate. And, you know, we're going to put the right people with the right kids, which may mean that on Monday this week, the teacher is working with a special ed teacher, but on Tuesday, the students working with the general ed teacher. And on Wednesday, they're working with an aide and that time, you know, that's not going to be reflected, but our policy manual for special ed IEP meetings says that we have to say that the student is working with whoever they're working with for a certain number of minutes each week, but that's not going to be the case. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. kind of thing, that is definitely better Mm -hmm. for the kid to put the right person with them. But that goes against Mm -hmm. our, Mm -hmm. our policy in, in that regard. How do you give people permission to do what's right for kids? uh, Even when other people will say it's not a good idea or it's not right or whatever. I think you have to, and I don't know if this is giving you you know, what you're looking for in terms of that. But again, listen, when I was teaching, we would do things, you know, we would change things up and, you know, maybe the schedule wasn't exactly the way it is. It's a lot more, people are, you know, a lot, much more accountable, I guess, if you want to say now than it, than it was years ago. But I, in my mind, have to be able to justify why. So if there's a decision that I'm 
yeah, I don't know if we should be doing this, you know? Yeah. I go back to why is this important and how can I justify this? If I, you know, if somebody questions me, you know, that's where, where I go. And, and I'll give you an example. You know, we have this huge, uh, we have a, a huge garden outside that we're transforming into an outs, an outdoor classroom awesome. now. It's our next great project and Sky's in there and we're getting a whole new team of uh, teachers together to kind of put their ideas together and work through it. Now, what does that offer? Will there be science activities out there? Will there be, you know, different activities? Is it necessarily going to be at a particular time, you know, where science is? No, it's not going to. But what are the benefits and what are the students getting out of it? You know, are they going to go back in their classroom and write about it? Are they going to go back and do some science experiments? Are they going to do some math problems? You know, I think you can you can always justify those things, but you have to know why. And and that's whenever I get nervous, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I go back and start to justify it in my head. And then I usually can can have a very clear picture so that if I do get challenged on something, I can say, look, this is why. When I have that conversation, it's not me just sitting there, um, Jethro, I will tell you that. I usually surround myself with a great you know, group of people, uh, of teachers, and they'll work it through me. You know, they'll go through it. Okay. This is why we're doing it. And they will. And I mean, it's right there. Yeah. So even those, those conversations we have, uh, like, a, I don't know what you have in Alaska, but we have like a school improvement panel. It's a skip team. And this was something the state did right when they mandated this. But what it does is we actually meet once a month. And I have a group of very diverse educators. I have uh, like two special education teachers on the team. I have uh, a third grade teacher, a fourth grade teacher, a fifth grade teacher. I have our learning, uh, our teacher coach on there. But it's also a fluid group. So if we're doing something where we have technology, I'll pull Sky in. You know, it depends on what the the particular program or whatever we're working on. And they plan all the staff development. So, you know, those are the the people that we sit down once a month and we reflect on our building goals and we say, okay, where are we at with this and, and what are we doing? So one of the examples, you know, when you talk about something that I'll give you something out of the box, we have to plan a, an in-service day. How many times have we sat in an in-service day and you just are like, oh, oh when is this day going to end? Kidding. Okay. So I said to them, you know, we've got to start to teach. We've got to start to do our in-service the way we want our teachers to teach their classes. Amen. Exactly. So we said, (laughs) I said that to them. So what we did is we designed an escape room for our staff development day. And what this group of teachers and with Sky's help additionally, we set up two escape rooms and we put the entire staff, we broke them up into teams and we had just, they had invested in Schoology, uh, which is a classroom management uh, learning program. And so that's how the, the students, we, we have one-to-one laptops in the uh, school district. So they were trying to, you know, this was new. We also adopted the Marzano um, observation model. So we had a lot of stuff to train the teachers in. And a lot of it is sometimes, okay, it's not as exciting as you would want it to be, but we wanted them to start to use Schoology more. So that was part of the tasks that they had to do in the escape room 
in order to escape. And they were put in a time situation and we kind of grouped them strategically. So they weren't with their normal peers that they work with. So they had to work with one another and they could do this. And then I also have, you know, you have those high flying teachers who all know how to use the Schoology and know all the Marzanas. So we, we put a limit on them where they could not speak in the uh, escape room. So what ended up happening was they found a way around it you know, but we, we could give them clues in there. And so they did the activities and the escape room time ran out and they didn't escape the room essentially. <laughs> so, I know, it was pretty so we said, okay, you have to come out and they would not come out because they would finish the tasks. Okay. So we take them from there and they've gone through that. Now we go in and we say, okay, let's reflect on what you had to do in that room. And let's say, how does this effect, like look at the Marzano model. What things did you hit upon by teaching in this active learning setting? Okay. You were, you were exposed to different things. What did you learn? And they had to jot that information down, go into the Marzano model. And I have to tell you, it was the most interesting conversations that we've had. They, at the end, they did not want to leave and you know, they were still completing activities and it was like, okay, the professional day is over. You know, you have to shake it up. You have to just say, if we want teachers to teach this way, we have to teach them that way. You know, we have to get them excited about what they're learning because if we can't teach them to do that in that way, then how do we expect that to be in everyday occurrence? You know, it's a struggle, but I have to tell you that escape room, you know, was amazing. And, uh, it was really set. I don't know, you know, if you've gone to one. Yeah. I've done the breakout EDU, which is a similar kind of thing. And that is a lot of fun as well. And so, you know, being able to bring these different perspectives to your, to your teachers is, is definitely important. I love that idea. And you've given me some good ideas of some things that I can do to help move my teachers along Mm -hmm. as well. And Allison, thank you so much for your time. This has been a wonderful conversation. I thought we were going to go one way and we went a totally different way. And I just love it when that happens because it just means that, you know, we we were having a great conversation. So the last question I ask is, what is one thing a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? I think listen to your teachers, talk to them, but say, if you could pick something to do, if you could dream and change something or take a risk. What would you want your instruction to be differently? And I want you to do that and try it. And, you know, if they can get excited about teaching that way and try something, I think you'll start to see that springboard move forward. But, But listen to them and get their input. You have, you know, there are so many great educators out there that are dying to share that knowledge and to challenge themselves. So, that's what I would, uh, I would say to, uh, another principal. Awesome. Thank you so much, Allison, for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you and thanks for being part of transformative principal. Thank you. And I just want to say this was a great experience for me and I, I learned something from it and I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you. That's an honor to me. I appreciate that. Okay. Take it easy. You too. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? 
You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.